1: Now, here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Many women gathered together out on the 34 acres at the church next door, and we just wanted to spend time together, spend time in God's presence, and really just motivate one another to grow and motivate one another to stay right on track in our relationship with God. And we talked about getting some grit and really building a firm spiritual foundation in our life that our character counted, so many things that we talked about. I want you to listen in. This is a message from Spring Up Women, a conference that we had for women at the church next door. Could you ever dream that there ever might come a day when we couldn't serve the Lord or a day when the days were dark? We don't know what the future holds, but we work It says, night is coming when no one can work. This is a harvest time. It's a harvest time in our nation. And Deborah was one of these women, and she rose up. And it says that she was a mother to Israel. She was a mother to her nation. And she rose. It was so dark. I want to read you what was happening. If you read Judges 4.4, it says, Sisera, the commander of the army, had 900 chariots fitted with iron and cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. They cried to the Lord for help. Say posture. They cried to the Lord for help. If we ever think, I can do it myself, I can do it my... How many of you have two-year-olds and that you go to put their tennis shoes on? I can do it myself, I can do it myself. Or they go to get down from the playground slide. I can do it myself, right? Before God, we, wanna, we don't want to say, I can do it myself. No, our posture is we cried to the Lord for help. We need his help. We can't do this ourselves. Deborah did that. And it says, now Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel. She was a leader at that time. And she held court under the palm of Deborah. So she had a beautiful palm tree. And she was holding court. It says that the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. Some of you may feel like that. You're a constant mediator, right? You're you're bringing peace in between disputes. (laughs) She was a mother to the nation. She was keeping the peace and deciding and leading and helping them and judging. And she sent for Barak. He was a general. Deborah was bold. When she recruited help, she went to the top of the chain. She said, I need a general to help me. I don't know what you need today, but go big or go home, right? Ask God for everything. She needed a general to help her. And she went to Barak, and she said, we can do this, Barak. The nation is oppressed. The nation is hurting. And she became a mother to the nation. And the Lord, the God of Israel, she said to to Barak, the Lord, the God of Israel commands you. Go with ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them up to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera. <laughs> so she's like, "You lead this, I'll lead this," and she's just directing and leading, isn't she? Uh, I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops. She was fearless. She was not afraid of Sisera. She was af- Deborah was afraid of nothing. Nothing. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops and give him into your hands. And Barak said to her, here's the general, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. And Deborah said, I will certainly go. I will certainly go. And for you to be brave in these days and for you to be strong and for you to be fearless, you need a barrack and you need a Deborah, and you need someone to say, I will go with you, I will certainly go. So don't you leave without a prayer partner. If you're going to persevere to the end, you need people that are going to go into that battle with you, together, strong. God has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a dream for you. He has a vision. And you are a Deborah. And he's raising up, he's raising you up. She led that nation. It says they had peace for 40 years. Peace came for 40 years after that. God is calling some of you to intercede for this nation. God is calling some of you to start prayer groups, to open your home to a Bible study, to open your home for prayer, to open your home for worship. God is stirring you. We cannot sit. We cannot be apathetic. We cannot lay down, shrink back, hold back. What kind of gift would you bring to a king? Would you dance him a dance? What song would you sing? He deserves the glory. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. I've said that all week. You are worthy. You are worthy. Nothing is wasted that you lay at his feet. I want you to encourage the exhausted one more maybe two more scriptures and then I'll am I done yes okay two more scriptures and then I'll uh, we have lunch <clears throat> Isaiah 35 3 to 4 God is strengthening you or he's encouraging you to encourage the exhausted Isaiah says strengthen the feeble hands steady the knees that give way Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. I don't know what you need today, but he does. And he will come for you. He will save you from whatever you are facing. And we have to encourage one another. So we're going we're to say this again. We're going to choose our posture. And what was that? On our knees. Humility, desperation, that's how Jairus came. That's how the woman with 12 years of the issue of blood, she came. We have to choose that. And we're going to receive his presence. When we come that way, we just receive his presence. And you're going to need that presence all the days of your life so that you can have the grace to persevere until the day you die or he comes back. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to be complete, not lacking anything, to go through these fires in joy, to go through these times another linking arms. One more verse, Revelation 3, 17 to 22. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and I do not need a thing. That's the American way, isn't it? You say, I am rich, I've required wealth, I don't need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. And if you have been through a fire recently, say, Lord, I thank you for the refining. If you have felt he was so far away from you, Sometimes when he hides, he wants us to seek him. He's waiting to see if we will seek him, if we will hunger, if we will thirst for him. So if he's been hiding from you, the answer is to seek him. He's waiting to test your heart. It's been a time of testing. To buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich with white clothes to wear. The white clothes are the acts of the saints. To persevere, you'll have to make a sacrifice for his kingdom. You'll have to do what you say you're going to do, finish what you start, own up to your word, be committed, be on time, be a hard worker. White clothes to wear. Are you dependable? Are you a woman that they know if you say you'll do it, you'll do it? And if you say you'll do it with excellence, you'll do it with excellence? And you will give God your very best white clothes to wear. Those who persevere to the end will bring a gift to the king. So you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and I discipline. If he's disciplined you, it's okay. Change. I receive it, Lord. I want your best. He loves you. He's a good, good father. If we discipline ourselves to read his word, if we discipline ourselves to pray, if we discipline ourselves to worship, if we discipline ourselves to gather, he won't have to correct us on those things. We won't be far off. We will be so close, and he will just nudge, nudge, nudge you, just little tweaks, little tighter, 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 tighter. Closer to me, closer to me. That's what he wants you close. Those I love, I rebuke, and I discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. Remember at the garden he said, I am he. And they fell at the sound of his voice. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And to the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. I love that because he is say, he's saying, I'm standing at the door, I'm knocking, I'm disciplining you, I'm saying repent. And then the next minute he's eating dinner with you. He wants to be with you and to be close to you so that you can persevere to the end. That's a good father. So we're going to have a posture. We're going to receive his presence. And he's going to give us the grace to persevere. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this time together. I thank you that we are your bride, that you are refining us. We are choosing to honor you in every way. We place you in the highest place. You are the king of kings. Great are you, Lord. We worship you this morning. Teach us. Show us. I pray that if there's anything that we need to leave on this field, any enemy that has tried to entrap us, any discouragement, any disobedience. Lord, we will leave it on the field this weekend, and we will fall at your face, at your feet, on our face. We love you, Lord. We thank you for the honor, for the privilege, for that you are worthy that we got to be here and be together. In Jesus' name, amen.